This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brent, your host of the LJS Podcast. And in today's episode number 16, I'm going to be talking about practicing with a metronome. I'm going to be talking about how important it is for you to be practicing with a metronome as a jazz musician and some great ways you can practice with a metronome. So stay tuned for all of this. But before I dive into that, I just want to say that if you get any value out of today's show, consider adding value back. This podcast is 100% sponsored by listeners like you. It's how we produce this podcast week to week. So if you get any value, consider adding value back. If you're listening on the website, there's a support button below the player. You can click that and add a monthly or one-time donation. If you're not on the website, you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support. And we also have some great rewards for monthly donations. So be sure to check those out. We really appreciate your help and support. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and dive in to talking about practicing with a metronome. I believe that practicing with a metronome can help us achieve improvisational freedom and rhythmic confidence. And those are incredibly important things to have as a jazz musician or any musician for that matter. So practicing with a metronome can really help open up our playing in ways you couldn't have imagined. You know, it's not all about the notes that you play. A lot of it is how it feels and how good your time feel is and how well you're able to Uh, rhythmically understand the timeline of the music that you're playing. So practicing a metronome is, is something that every musician should be practicing, and it's something that I highly encourage everybody to be adding into their practice routines as a default, as a default to be always practicing with a metronome, whether you're just shedding a song, whether it's an exercise you're shedding, always have the metronome on to practice because it's really going to kind of take that to the next level, whatever you're doing. It's going to really hold you accountable to tempo and to time feel. So there are two things that I want to talk about that a metronome helps us practice. And the first one is kind of obvious. It's tempo. Practicing with a metronome helps us work on tempo. So whether it be you're trying to work on playing a blazing fast speed, like you're playing Cherokee at a really fast speed, or maybe you're trying to play at a very slow speed, you know, like a a very slow ballad, practicing with a metronome can help us be able to achieve that because there are challenges of both. Playing really fast can really challenge your technical ability and playing really slow can really challenge your time feel and and your ability to hear phrasing over longer periods of time or shorter periods of time as as we could think about it. So when I'm practicing 
with a metronome with the intention of working on tempo, I'm always starting at a medium tempo, okay? I'm starting at a comfortable point. And, and, and the reason I'm doing that, think about, let's say you want to be a runner. Uh, are you going to run five miles on the first day? No, of course not. You're going to start off with maybe half a mile or a mile and slowly work yourself up to the point where you're physically able to do that. And it's the same with working with a metronome as well. So let's 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 say we're working on playing fast tempos. So I'm going to start out with a medium tempo or a tempo that's comfortable to me. On a song, you know, let's say I'm just practicing improvising. I'm not playing an exercise. I'm just practicing improvising over a song. I'm going to start with a song that I'm comfortable with as well. And I'm slowly going to move that tempo up. Okay, I'm slowly going to increase the speed so that I'm, you know, practicing faster and faster and faster until I reach that point where it's like I could almost fall off the edge, okay? I'm I'm basically I'm pushing my limits. And that's where you want to get to. You want to get to that point where you're really pushing your limits and and getting as close as you can before you're really not going to be able to hang on anymore. And that's where you can really start trying to, you know, increase that and increase that and increase that. And, and practicing at fast tempos, it, it does challenge your technique. It does, you know, help you physically on your instrument be able to play the ideas you want to play. But it also helps you think about the time differently. You know, you might be not thinking in eighth notes when you're playing at really fast tempo. Sometimes you might be breaking it up thinking, you know, triplets or uh, thinking about slower uh, time feels. Now, when you're practicing slow, it's not necessarily so much about technique. It's more about being able to feel the time and the phrasing over that. So again, I'll start at a medium tempo. Or, or if I'm practicing a ballad, I'll start at you know a tempo that's not too dreadfully slow. It's a, it's a slow tempo that I'm comfortable with. And then I'll slowly move that down, maybe sometimes to unrealistic you know, tempos, really slow, something I would never perform. But practicing that way can really open up my abilities as a musician. It's going to help increase my time feel and understanding of the timeline of the music that I'm playing. So it's important to practice that way. Again, start somewhere in the middle, somewhere you feel comfortable, and slowly edge your way out. Okay, so that's the first thing a metronome helps us practice. Pretty obvious. It helps you work on tempo. Now, the second one, I believe, is even more significant, and it and this is what it is. It helps you work on time, okay? This is where it gets really interesting to me. Uh, it can really help you feel time in different ways that you, that you maybe didn't anticipate, and this kind of separates itself from working on tempo. <laughs> So when I'm using a metronome to practice time, I think it's important for me to mention that I'm always setting up my metronome as a default to be on beats two and four. That's just always how I'm using a metronome, whether I be practicing improvising over a song or whether I be practicing a particular exercise, I always have the metronome clicking on beats two and four. Um, I just don't think it's very helpful to put it on every single beat whether if you're in 4-4, four, four, put in all four beats. I just feel like it doesn't really help you hear 
part of the time for yourself. So others would argue, well, you should have it on beats one and three. Ultimately, I don't necessarily think it matters, especially as you'll see, uh, as I'm about to tell you some great ways to practice with the metronome, you'll see that it doesn't necessarily matter. But as a default for myself, I always do beats two and four, especially if I'm working on swing, because two and four just kind of allows that feeling of swing to come out even more, but also because I want to be able to feel the strong beats myself. That's beats one and three. I want to be feeling those on my own and letting the metronome take care of beats two and four. So I'm starting always on beats two and four. And when practicing time, here here's some great ways to practice, okay? So this is a this is something that you could really add to your practice routine and, and really apply. And this is how I start. Let's say I'm practicing over a jazz standard, any jazz standard. I'll start out on beats two and four, okay? I'll set the click to two and four, and I'll be able to play the melody and improvise comfortably inside at a relatively comfortable tempo on just beats two and four. Now, what I'll do after this is... I'll set it for beats one and three, okay? So it was two and four before. Now I set the metronome for beats one and three. And again, this is just kind of switching up that feel in my head. So now I'm keeping track of beats two and four, and the metronome is keeping track of beats one and three. And then I'll go ahead and I'll improvise over the jazz standard and make sure that I'm able to play it comfortably, uh, keeping in mind that I'm keeping track of beats two and four while the metronome is playing one and three. And that, that can really help you just by simply, well, you were doing beats two and four, now you're doing beats one and three. It kind of changes it up on you, makes sure that you're keeping track of where you are in the time. Now, after I do that, I'll basically make sure the metronome is only playing on beat one, all right? So before I was getting two clicks a measure, now I'm only getting one click. So I'm only getting one click telling me where beat one is. So all of a sudden, I'm having to keep track of the other three beats and the subdivisions in between. And, and again, I'll just start practicing over a jazz standard. I'll be improvising, taking several courses, and, and usually for quite a while. I usually practice doing this for quite a while because it sometimes takes me a while to really feel that time, especially if I'm practicing at different different tempos. So I'm adding that that other element of practice of the metronome and I'm practicing tempo at different faster speeds or slower speeds. Slower speeds is where it really gets hard when you don't have your metronome on a lot of clicks. Then you're really starting to develop your time feel, which is which is really great, your sense of time. Now, after I'm done practicing just on beat one, I'll switch the metronome to only beat two. Okay, so this is significant because, you know, beat one, it's telling you, okay, we're starting a new measure. Now the click is on beat two. So you have to feel that beat one when you're starting on the next measure. And the click on beat two is making you recognize, okay, that's where we are in the timeline now. So this is going to challenge your thinking and, and challenge your time feel even to the next level. So again, just practice improvising over any jazz standard and make sure the click is only on beat two. Now, you may have guessed the next thing I do. After I'm comfortable with beat two, I'll add the beat, add the metronome to beat three. Okay, so now it's only on beat three of the measure. So again, challenging the way I'm feeling the time completely. So I'll be able to improvise over top of that, and, and yes, I will try some different tempos, switch things up, 
and and then I'll move on to only having the click on beat four. Okay, so now I'm now I'm got it having the click on the last beat of the measure. So that could be confusing. This is where people start to switch up the beat a little bit, which which means that you need to keep practicing. If if you do switch up the beat and you're like, wait a second, I'm no longer on beat four anymore. I'm on a different beat, and this will happen to you. And it takes a lot of practice, but again. Practicing with the metronome this way, it really holds you accountable to the time. And, and, and in return, it's just going to help you whoever you're playing with, whether you're playing in, in a duo, a trio, a quartet. This will really come out in, in your playing in those situations because your time will be so much stronger because you did this. That, that playing with a group of people and keeping track of time and where you are in a song, it becomes easy because you've been practicing this way with the metronome. Now, where do we go after we've only been doing beat four. So this is this is where we really start pushing the the limits here. Now you're only gonna have one beat every other measure. Okay. So you know you'll set it for beat one. So the click will go on beat one of one measure. And then the next measure, no no clicks at all. And then the following measure, you'll get your click on beat one again. So now you're really building your sense of time. You're really pushing it here. You're really, you know, building your inner clock, as they say. And this is incredibly, this is going to really change your playing, I tell you. It really has changed mine. Um, and I and I constantly have to go back and practice this stuff because, you know, it's not one of those things that you just always carry with you. If you stop practicing this stuff, you can kind of lose a little bit of your sense of time or lose your ability to be able to do this. So it's something that I'm always revisiting in my practice routines. And again, if I want to keep going with this, yeah, I'll set the, I'll set the click to beat two or beat three or beat four on every other measure. So those are some great ways to practice with the metronome. I even know some teachers and some other, you know, musicians that actually will go even a step further than that and say, uh, okay, I'm sending the click for the and of two. <laughs> and you can do that. You can totally do that. That that takes it even to the next level because now all of a sudden you're really keeping track of the subdivisions. So that can be another way to practice with the metronome is start doing you know subdivisions of each beat. So it's not just quarter notes now that you're worrying about. You're thinking about you know the eighth notes in between, and or you could go even further than that, and and you can do all sorts of crazy things. And it's really going to expand your time feel and your sense of rhythm. So as a challenge for you this week, just start adding some of this metronome practice stuff into your routine. Practice working on tempo. Practice. You know, like I said, starting in the middle and working yourself up or working yourself down and pushing your limits tempo-wise and technique-wise and time-feel-wise. And then just work on practicing your time and your inner clock by doing some of these practices I suggested. You know, putting your metronome only on certain beats and only on certain measures. This is really going to push you and really going to improve your playing. I'm, I'm telling you, it really makes all the difference knowing the notes does not make you a great player. It's the time feel that really separates the really great players from the others. All right, that's all for our show today. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for checking out this episode. And if you have anything else to add, any ways that you practice with the metronome, we'd love to hear from you. This is a community. You don't want to just be hearing my advice all the time. So if you're on the website, leave us a comment in the comment section below. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, if you got any value out of today's show, consider adding value back. 
leave us a one-time or monthly donation by clicking the support button below if you're on the website. And if you're not on the website, go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support. Okay, and we're going to be coming out with episode number 17 next week. We'll see you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.